Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction or who are searching for a better way to live. In this series, The Life, you'll study the life of Jesus. Who is he? What is he really like? Does he care about me? Rich and Susan Collenberg are a husband and wife team who found freedom over two decades ago from their lives of drug addiction and alcoholism. They found biblical answers and now share their experience of freedom on Freedom to Choose. Hello, everyone. My name is Rich Collenberg. And my name is Susan Collenberg. And we would like to welcome you once again to Freedom to Choose. And this is program number 10 in the series, The Life. And we're going to talk about being peaceful and being still, as uh, Jesus talked about. Um, this as, is a, as the storm rages. As around the storm us. rages around us, because the storm is raging right now. This is actually our second program that we've been able to do since we've come back into the studio uh, because of the COVID nineteen restrictions. So you've probably been, been hearing some reruns up until this point because we were off a little while. And and it's interesting because we've got this. Uh, plexiglass between Susan and I, and it kind of reminds me when I used to go visit her in, in jail. <laughs> I was the one that said, oh, look, it's yeah. kind of like when we, we visit each other, when he comes to see me in jail. He never was never in jail, but yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, because we, we sit across from each other in the studio, and now there's now a we have of a, plexiglass between yeah. us, and so uh, it is interesting to say the least. It is. Um, but uh, here we are, and, uh, and so... And we've noticed that it is different not being able to interact with people and not being able to come here and do our program and not be able to do our prison ministry. And then, you know, where I'm at at work, uh, there's not a lot of people there. A lot of people are working remotely. So we're not having our little meetings and talking about positive things. And we're having them, uh, you know, on Zoom and Teams and that kind of stuff. But it's not the same. It's it's. You know, people are people. They need interaction. People, you know, we, we it, you know, it's it's interesting because we we do as human beings need that connection. Yeah, the social part of of humanity is, is very important, right? To keep us sane and to keep us um, just you know connected and and uh, hopefully when we have connections, we think of other people and not just ourselves. But yeah, it's been, it's been interesting to, our neighbor fell and broke his hip and was in the hospital and we were unable to go see him. Yeah, couldn't go see him. Neither could his wife of 60 years. Right. And he was 88 years old and was by himself, never broke a bone and had to have surgery and he's doing fantastic and he's home. So we can go see him now. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it just uh, caused a lot of, um, a lot of uh, upheaval in our it, lives. It causes anxiety, and and, yes. and it's uh, so storms can come in in all different ways. All in our life. different ways. Now, I don't think anybody saw this coming, and so we we now we deal with it, and and uh, we do the best we can. And remember, folks, that God has a way of taking bad situations and making them really good. Well, and you know, uh, Rich and I always like to. Um, review the program right before we we come up to the studio again and you know think about what are the overall 
principles that we're um, trying to convey. And the one, this chapter is about um, Jesus and the boat and the storm comes up mm-hmm. on the water. And, and, and we, we agree that the overall um, concept that God, what God's trying to communicate to us is that um, he, the storms are going to come. He doesn't prevent storms from coming to our lives, but he will walk through it through uh, the storm with mm-hmm. us. He doesn't abandon us during the storm. But, no. but storms do come. Yeah, and we live pain. on a dangerous planet. And Absolutely. Storms come. And but he can calm the storm for us and walk us through it. Uh, Job went through a lot of storms. Mm-hmm. God was with him through it, didn't abandon him, but he had to go through it. God saved Job through the storms not from the storms. Right. And and when we see the storms, what do we attribute, you know, the storms to? Do we just attribute the in so for us, um, you know, I think it I used to be cuz my past, I was um sexually molested when I was a little kid over several years, and I always looked to God and I thought how could, you know, my concept was God, how could you let this happen punish to me. me like this well not pun- but why would you if you're powerful yeah. and you're capable of doing so much why would you allow this to happen to how could you do this to me yeah and um i think that when we do go through storms in our lives sometimes we have a tendency to look to god and to blame to him blame and i him. think he's okay with that He's okay with. Well, he understands absolutely. Yeah, but then we got to work through it. But then I think he ultimately wants us to understand that um, he is the creator. He is the life sustainer. He is the one that um, forgives and heals and has mercy, and that those are his attributes. He's not in destruction. He's he not a destroyer, right? And I think that's what we learn in the Book of Job is that he didn't cause no that destruction. It was evil. That caused it, and there is evil in this world. It's a dangerous planet, and to be able to appropriately assign um, attributes, I think, is an important part of being a Christian. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. You know what? Let's before we start digging in here. You you want to open? A, oh, we can. We want to open half the program with a word. Yes, of prayer? we better pray, Lord. We just thank you to know that um, you are the. Um, the the creator God, the one that uh, sustains us and gives us life. And we just are thankful that you're there to protect us and to guide us through the storms. Even though this life has many ups and downs, you will you are always faithful and ever present in each one of our lives. And we thank you for that. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So we're going to we're going to call this program Peace Be Still. It is a, it's based on Matthew 8. 23 to 34, and Mark chapter 4, and Mark chapter 5, and Luke chapter 8. But before we we get on with it here, let's let's look back just for a moment on a previous series that we'd done on parables, uh, because um, it was by familiar illustrations, the things of the environment, that Jesus explained to the people the nature of his kingdom and the way it was to be established. Now, you remember when he taught, because because th- this this going through the storm is an actual event, but it's going to be a living parable of everyone's life. Right, we a all go through metaphor. Bas- exa- a teaching right. living metaphor. We all go through storms. We all wait to the last minute to call on God. Right, it's basically what it is. Mm-hmm. See, and so we he, 
so we go back and we look through how he taught. He'd, he'd likened his own work to that of the sower, remember? And, of course, we had the, the four kinds of soil, the rocky soil, the thorns, the soil on the wayside, and the good soil. And, of course, those soils represented the human heart. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus taught in his parable that he's running around trying to plant seeds, but our hearts are too hard, or we let the devil take it away, or we let the cares of the world come in. And it's a perfect parable. It's an actual uh, perfect metaphor. And so he taught this way. He taught about the growth of the mustard seed and the effect that how leaven has an effect on the dough and things grow. And he says, just like leaven, it'll grow. And, and, uh, he just he taught with all these truths, the precious truth of the, the the hidden treasure and the pearl of great price, and and one of the one of the ones that I really like was the the parable of the householder. Has he taught how his disciples how they were to work hard as his representatives? And I thought, now what does that have to do with with nature and design law? Why is it important that we understand that he used those? And, it's, and then he's teaching us to work hard, yet we can't earn salvation. So, so. Well, I th- because I think that there's laws in the universe that God has put into place that we can't change. Right. So um, we don't even have to believe that they work right. or, or for them to work. Right. right. So somehow um, an exchange of oxygen and carbon dioxide happen within our system. Right. Our, our organism right. as human beings. And we don't know how it happens, but it happens. It happens. And that's what keeps us alive. All I need to know is there's a law that says I got to breathe if I want to live. And, and and that happens even automatically. God made it so you don't, yeah, you even, don't even have, have to, to think, think about, about it. It. It, yeah. it happens automatically. It happens automatically. So um, let's take, a, let's take a, an example on Look at what hard work is. Have you ever lifted weights? Exactly. Have you ever lifted? What happens when you lift weights? Do you mus- muscles get stronger if you eat right, lift weights, or or does it? I mean, do you even have to believe if somebody says, "Here, I'm going to give you this diet right here. It's got X amount of protein, X amount of carbs, whatever, blah, 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 and it's a perfect diet." And then and then they say, "Okay, and I want you to lift these weights for a month, and then we're going to come back and look at you, and you go through this way." Do, do you have to believe that's going to work? In order for it to work? No, all you have to do is do it. You just have to do it. Right. See, and there's a lot of things that God asks us, and as we see the results, it becomes easier and easier to yoke up with him and do his service because we see the results. And the, and one of the things is working hard spiritually on your spiritual growth and in helping others creates a better person by default. Mm-hmm. It's just the way things mm-hmm. work. We can't change it. Lifting weights builds muscle. Right. We can't change that. It's just how it works, see? Mm-hmm. And so that's why Jesus used nature and the things around us. Things work in a certain way. Well, and I think that was his example of his life because day after day he ministered to people and he hardly yeah. ever even stopped for food or rest. You know, the criticism and the misrepresentation that he had from the Pharisees were always after him and it made his work harder than it really needed to be all that harassing Mm -hmm. so at the end of the day he would be so worried that he weary that he would look for a for rest in a quiet place you know just like any human just like any human being Mm -hmm. he was probably spiritually stronger every day at the end of the day because of all the spiritual work but he would get exhausted doing it and he would go refresh he'd look for for uh for seclusion and rest rest. so let's pick a particular day that he went for for rest and uh and he hops in a boat 
and uh, and he lay down in the stern of the boat, and he falls asleep. It's a calm evening, but suddenly darkness spreads over the sky. The wind picks up, and there's a fierce storm that hits the lake. Right, and the waves come up, and the winds come up, and the waves soon threaten to, to take over the whole boat. So remember, we're dealing with experienced fishermen that had spent their whole lives on the on this lake and have guided their craft safely, th- safely through many storms, but now their strength and their skill just wasn't good enough. Okay. okay. And now, now think you of think, the think metaphor, metaphor right. of going through a storm right. and how I got this, I got this, I got this, and the next thing you know, you look up, you don't got it. Right. And now, so what's happening? They're helpless in the grasp of this storm. And they're starting to lose hope. The boat's filling up. They're t- and the harder they fight and the harder they try, they they realize that the, the, that their way. And I mean, I put, I I place myself. My way was not working. See, they're realizing that their way is not working on trying to save themselves. Mm-hmm. Have you been there? Mm-hmm. Did you try it your way? For mm-hmm. how long did you try it your way? A long time. Long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twenty five years. Try mm-hmm. it your way. Huh? Even sometimes today we try. Yeah, our way. we do. You know, my right. best thinking gets me in trouble. Right. Really bad. Well, and it isn't till the time of, of when we come to complete fear that we actually reach out to him. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened to the disciples. And just think they had walked with Jesus. And and so it's in their time of helplessness and despair that they cry, Master, Master. But the darkness hid him from their sight and their voices were drowned out because of the storm and he didn't reply. And then doubt and fear really overcame them. And they thought, had he forsaken us? Was he who had conquered disease and demons and even death powerless to help his disciples now? Had he forgotten about them in the in this distress? Have you gone through that? Absolutely. You're, you're, you're killing yourself. You're trying to wor- work some, through a problem. Or something's come in and it's taken over you yeah. without your without your um, ability to control it. And, yeah. Sickness, and, you know, whatever. disease, and, cancer. And, and then you say, God doesn't hear me. Where, is, where he? is he? Right. Where is he right. now? Right. And, and so this is exactly, and this is just a perfect metaphor. And if you look at uh, all these things that happen in the physical world, that happen in the Bible, in the New Testament, and you place them in the spiritual, you know, it's just incredible. It's, I mean, I see, I can see myself in that boat every day. Right. Doing whatever it is I do, and finally I get in a pickle. Well, man, I wonder if, I, I wonder if. It's always Jesus our last is, resort. It's all, yeah, it seems like it is. It's kind of like when you lose something and you finally find it, it's the last place you look. It's always right? the last place you look, Always right? the last place you looked. And so Jesus is always the last place we look. Yeah, and you forget he's in the, he's been in the boat with you. Right. Right? They knew he was in the boat, yet they can't find him. Right. Right? And so they call, they call, and the wind's howling, the boat's sinking, and they feel like they're being swallowed up, and then it, they see a flash of lightning, and and then they see Jesus, and he's lying asleep, which is, I, I'm having a hard time picturing that in the storm, but he was in a deep sleep. Right. It's the way it, you know. The so. chaos didn't, didn't. The chaos didn't wake him up. Right. And so in amazement and despair, they call out, and they say, Master, don't you care that we're about to perish? How can How can you rest so peacefully? We're all in danger and battling with death. And... Finally, their cry arouses Jesus, and as the lightning uh, reveals him, they see the peace of heaven in his face. They see his tender love, and 
Their hearts turn to him and cry, Lord, save us, we perish. And it's interesting because the peace of heaven is in his face because he knows who's causing the storm and he knows he can stop it. Right. He knows that he's more powerful than the being... Than the evil one. Than the evil one, the one that was in Job that brought the brought the tornado through and killed all of his kids, the one that, you know, the the one that brings the storm. And uh, and so the disciples, they, they, they grasp their oars probably in a last-ditch effort, and Jesus lifts his hands and says to the angry sea and to the wind and to the storm, peace, be still. And, of course, what happens? The storm ceases. The clouds roll away. The stars begin to shine. The boat rests on a quiet sea. And then turning to his disciples, he asks, I would imagine sorrowfully, why are ye fearful? Have you not faith? Mark 4.40, a hush falls on the disciples. Right, even Peter doesn't say anything, and they're all speechless. The people in the other boats that were nearby, they started whispering to themselves, what manner of man is this that even the winds of the sea obey him? When Jesus woke up in the middle of the storm, he was in perfect peace. There was no trace of fear in his word, nor in his appearance, because there wasn't any fear in his heart. Why wasn't there fear in his heart? Because perfect love casts out fear. We'll say it time and time again. If you're fearful, get close to God. Right. If you're not fearful, get close to God, because if you stay close to him, you may get fearful, but then you'll remind yourself that he's in the boat with you. And I- and I think that there are, you know, times um, things seem to be really crazy right now in, in Earth's history. And, um, you know, we can tend to be more afraid when things are crazy and we're unsure of things. And uh, the one thing we can always be sure of is the love of God, mm-hmm. the love of God towards us and towards other people. And that, that you know, we talked about it in our last program that um, he has already uh, won the war the battle's still raging, but he the war is settled. Yeah, there's insurgents right now on this planet. People are not wanting to accept the new form of government. Right, and and that's the thing that um, that we need to. That's the promise that we hold on to. Is even though we don't see, we have enough evidence in the life of Jesus and what He's done to show us that we don't need to fear anything that comes upon us. Yeah, no, no fear. Um. And, of course, Jesus says even of himself, I can of mine own self do nothing, John 5.30. He trusted in the Father's might. It was his faith, his faith in God's love and care that Jesus rested. And the power of that word which stilled the storm was the power of God. As Jesus rested by faith in the Father's care, that's the same way we are to rest in the care of Jesus. Absolutely. If the disciples had trusted in him, then they would have been in peace. Their fear in the time of danger revealed something. In their own efforts to save themselves, they had forgotten Jesus. And it was only then in their despair of self-dependence mm-hmm. that they turned to the only one who could give them health. So how often is that same experience our experience? Yeah, and it, it seems like we have to wait till we're in despair to you know, because I know um, before a, a lot of this stuff that's happened in the last two three months, I thought myself cruising along with a pretty good relationship with God. 
And I realized how much I have neglected being close to as close as I can be with him. I noticed how much I neglected that Mm -hmm. when things got started, get tougher and tougher and tougher. And I realized, you know, I'm doing things. I'm praying. I'm, I'm praying for people. I'm doing things now way more than I was the last couple of years, be, just simply because we have a tendency to put it on cruise control. Well, and, and I think, too, is I think that the cares of this world come into our lives and it clouds and it and it um, overtakes the things that, you know, are, are of real importance to us. Mm-hmm. And so um, that, too, can draw us away you yeah. know, from having that that consistent and overwhelming relationship that we should be having. Yeah. Yeah, and I've no, also noticed how much um, that I have I have an agenda going. You know what I'm saying? I have this. You do. Yeah, I've got a lot of balls in the air, and it, so it's, I got to do this. I got to do that. And I got all these. I got. I got this. We got our know, list. I, not only do I have this day planned out, I have the next week planned out and the next month planned out of all these things I've got to do. And this is a this this can be a recipe for disaster if we try to. We try to point that arrow in that direction and make it happen because what happens for me is 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 this is my way, okay? And so I'm gonna I'm gonna create resentments when I don't get I'm gonna have resentments when I don't get my I'm gonna have anger when I don't get my way. That will become resentments as I don't get my way in the past. Those are resentments when I don't get my way right now. That's anger, and I'm afraid I'm not gonna get my way in the future. That's fear. So when I'm running life on my own way, making sure I've got to stay on this track, and then I get bumped off that track, I have anger, resentments, and fear. Well, and I think that's a human condition. We want to manage our lives. We want to be the ones that yeah. have the reins. And, yeah. and, you know, we can only do so much. And, and what we can do is what we do have control over is our relationship with God. That is the one thing in mm-hmm. this life that we have control over. Yeah. And yep. and the choices that we make, we can we can turn to him because he's he's a gentleman. He says, "Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man open the door, so he's he's the the Holy Spirit is wooing us all the time, wanting us to open that door and keep it open. And the thing is, is that we will have the storms of life. They are going to come, and they're out of our control. It's how do we respond to them? Are we prepared for the storm? Have we have we put in our arsenal and our and our um, you know have we packed in our goodies into our hearts and our minds the things to remember? Yeah. Or are we going to be the storm? You know the the Bible says in Isaiah fifty seven twenty the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest there is no peace saith God to the wicked. We can be the storm. Well, that's the human heart that's, but, that's you know, not under the control of God. Right, right. Jesus can calm that storm if you think about it. If we just pay attention to him and his ways, uh, he'll calm that storm. Right. He maketh the storm calm so that the waves thereof are still. Then they are glad because they be quiet. So he bringeth them under their desired haven. Psalm 107 29 and 30. See, we have peace with God. And, we're set right. And and we can be just like those disciples in the midst of a storm, not knowing how we're going to get out of it. And we too can cry, Lord, save us. And he does. Yeah. He will be there for us. Maybe not, maybe we won't come through the storm in the way we had hoped for, 
but he will save us. Yeah. So I think that would be maybe in these troubled times, let's not be the storm. Let's calm the storm. Let's be an influence for good. There's a lot of hurt, hurting people out there. There's a lot of confused people, me out there, me being one of them. Mm -hmm. I'm very confused right now. Me too. And so let's understand that everybody is a little bit confused and everybody's doing the very best. They're they're hurting. They're doing the very best they can. Everyone. Doesn't matter um, who you are. We know you're out there trying the best you can. And so um, let's, let's, uh, let's be an influence for good. Let's, uh, and so you can uh, you can give us a call, 916-645-1297. And if you need some resources, uh, Susan will ship some out to you. We've got books. Uh, there's information on our website. These programs are on our website. And remember, folks, there's only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle. And you have the freedom to choose. Thank you for listening to Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Kallenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could It Be This Simple, The Way Out of Your Prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. 916-645-1297 or justasiamministries.com. Thank you for listening, and remember... You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.